Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Brutally Honest Podcast, hosted by me, Sutton Bryant. And co-hosted by me, Joshua Van Order. Hello, guys. Welcome to the Brutally Honest Podcast. And today we're going to talk, well, we're going to have a story time with me and Josh, obviously. Um, And we have new viewers from a different country. Most of them are from the U.S., but welcome to the new viewers from Thailand. This is, well, it's pretty interesting. I didn't know people from a different country would listen, but cool. Thank you guys for listening so much. Just a little shout out to you guys. And um, you ready to start with your first story about uh, the chainsaw? Yes, of course. So back at the, around two years ago, I think, yeah, on Labor Day, I think on exactly on Labor Day, Perfect, because you're doing labor. Yeah, exactly. I was literally, uh, me and my dad and my brother, my two brothers actually, were cutting down trees in our yard. Uh, and we were going to go to my grandpa, grandma grandma's house after that, but that didn't happen, sadly. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to cut down this lot of uh, this tree down, and I, I'm trying to cut down like all the uh, like access stuff on it. And... I was doing a little too, I was like forcing down on it a little too much. And my leg was right in the way or right in the path. <laughs> and I just zinc, it went straight through the thing and straight into my leg. And just, I didn't even notice that at first because I was wearing my jeans and there was no blood coming out, which was interesting. So <laughs> I literally you just. You didn't even feel it? How'd you, did it just cut your nerves off? Like I don't know, man. I, it cut down almost to the bone. Not quite, though. Could you see it? Could you see oh, the bone? I could, no. I could see all the flesh, though. Oh, gosh. I even have some podcasts. I even have a, a few pictures. So, uh, I'm, I'm like, oh, crap. I'm injured. The, like Literally, the first major injury I've had in my whole entire life because I've never broken a bone or anything like that, luckily. So <laughs> I try to rush to the house and tell my mom, hey, mom, my my leg is basically cut off. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she's like, what, was her, and my dad's what like, was her reaction to that, though? She was like, oh, my gosh, are you guys going to have to go to the ER? And my dad's like, mm, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> But no, we didn't end up going to the ER, sadly. Well, not sadly. No, that'd just be more expensive, actually. <laughs> did you go yeah. to urgent care? Yeah, I think we did. Oh, yeah. Which is less expensive, probably, I'm assuming. Yeah, it is. So I, we get there. I, it's not bleeding in the car. Like, there's no blood coming out of the. So you didn't even hit any arteries, veins, or anything? Nope. It was literally right on my shin, like where the bone would be. <laughs> But, you know, since I'm a big guy, I guess, <laughs> I just have meat there to protect me. You got lucky there. Yeah. So there's no blood coming out at all. I'm in this wheelchair in the hospital, and all the people there are like, mm, nice cut you got there. I'm like, mm, thanks for that. <laughs> I was like, any not, I feel like I was, I was like way more panicky than anyone else there because I was like, I don't want this. <laughs> but everyone's like, "Oh, you'll be fine." I think a deadly thing or anything like that. Were you afraid of like losing your limb? Kinda, because it's like it could easily get infected. 
and there was even wooden like pieces in it so there's like the sawdust inside yeah the... all all oh, that oh that's bad literally the nurses had to pick off bits from that really hurt <laughs> right from inside the wound <laughs> it, it would have hurt but um when i got to the bed they put these really really long needles of pain uh pain things whatever they're called Oh, so basically they, like, just... I've had that before. We'll get into depth of how I got those before. Yeah, so these things are, like, two inches long, and they just stick them right in there. Did it hurt? (laughs) It felt really weird having this massive I think it's, like, just, like, nerve-numbing stuff, so you can't feel it. It literally like painkillers. It numbs literally the whole area in your... You can feel your leg at all? No, not at all. Well, at least not that little bit. So, they um, they do that. The first one hurt like a lot because you know it's a freaking massive needle in your leg. I don't think anyone. Your voice is getting quiet. I don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, but um, I have a habit of putting my little uh, my finger over my thing. But um, anyways, so the first needle hurt a lot, but then it like started numbing the whole area. Then they put like probably twenty four of these things in my leg, and I'm like, <laughs> bro, I yeah, probably because it's like a cocktail of painkillers and exactly, and it's like they don't want me to feel any pain. But you know, yeah, how I wouldn't when, either. You know how when you like um, like your leg kind of dies a bit. Yeah, like, like you, you like still... that, like weird, like staticky feeling. In yeah, your we all know it. it. Felt. Like, say like that's... your foot falls. Oh my gosh, I hate it. That's what it felt like. The weird the whole staticky thumb. Yeah, it's like I can feel it, but I can't feel pain. Yeah, like basically, I remember one time my leg fell asleep in the car. And I'm like, can I feel pain? And I just pinched it really, really hard. I didn't even feel anything. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, after that, my dad like got a bunch of pictures of it, and <laughs> one picture of it was like you could, if you saw it from the side, you would feel disgusted. Watch, it's like so gruesome. <laughs> exactly, it's like it's just red blood stuff all over. Like, like the meat. Oh my god! Like just the flesh on the inside. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, really weird seeing it. And it looked even more disgusting when they stitched it up somehow. All right. Tell tell us, like, how you did that. (laughs) So they stitched it up. I can still feel this, by the way, and it feels super weird. So they stitched it up with stuff, with stitches that dissolve over time. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, you know, they'd have to take out the stitches if they didn't do that somehow. And then they literally, (laughs) what felt like a stapler stapled metal little brackets over the thing to like seal it back up that was really interesting and like over time as a uh, wound healed i was so freaking tempted to just peel like the top layer (laughs) off to see what it looked like and it was like i didn't do it though even though i was really tempted so (laughs) you know Everything's good. We had um, we had uh, what was it called youth group the next day because I think it was a Saturday. <laughs> so I'm telling this whole story to like everyone I know, 
And the pastor was like, how did you get that scar? And I'm like, mm, I cut myself with a chainsaw. And, and everyone's like <laughs> overwhelmed that I managed to injure myself like this. <laughs> like, where, yeah, it's really it was really weird. But I couldn't go to my grandma and grandpa's house that day, sadly. Wow, bro, that sucks. Like, what was more of the aftermath after that? Like, the healing process? The healing process was really, really stupid, and I hated it a lot. Tell us a little more about that. Because I, I literally just had to stay on the couch all day, do nothing. That's usually what you do all day. No, that's not what I always did. <laughs> but it was worse because I don't have a choice now. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I, I stand up, it hurts because all the blood rushes down there. That would probably just come spewing out. <laughs> then, like, literally, my mom had to wrap it every single day, put stuff all over it, <laughs> and everything like that. Oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah, and obviously, after all, after the numbing went away, it hurt a lot. <laughs> but the thing is, when I like stood up for a while, it didn't hurt unless I like moved. Like, if I was just standing there it didn't hurt but if, like if i moved it it would start hurting oh ah, it was really annoying so i either had the choice of standing up or lying down and that was it ouch that sucks yeah but whatever um, at least it's healed now yeah that's that story do you have a story yourself yes i do um but i have one more question about uh your story or, oh, I've, no, I have a comment. My bad. Um, So, it was a... a bleh, I can't talk. I'm sorry. Um, I remember, like, the first time I met him, I'm like... I meet him, I'm like... What's that scar on your head? <laughs> or, not your head. Not your head. Your fucking leg. Speaking of scar on the head, we'll get into that later. Um, Like, I was just, like, so confused. And you're like, I cut myself with a chainsaw. I'm like... Bruh. <laughs> I, I remember telling a lot of people that, and they were like all flabbergasted and everything. Like that flabbergasted. I was just like, bruh. Like, like how'd you manage to do that? <laughs> like, bruh. Like, are you that stupid? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, are you going to get into the story how you broke the ceiling fan? Oh, yeah. So, one time, this was years ago, I think, at, at the old house that my family lived at. Um, <laughs> I'm in my parents' room doing whatever. I was probably a dumb, na- naive kid, like usual. Yes. <laughs> so, now my parents are, like, somewhere outside. And my, my, my bedroom, I uh, slept with my brother in different beds, of course, in the same room, though. We were literally down the hallway. There was a, I don't know, bathroom connected to everything. Like, everything was extremely cramped. So, if you're anywhere in the house, you could basically hear if something broke. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're in the kitchen, boom, something breaks. Basically, the whole house stops with, no, with noise. <laughs> <laughs> That's how small the house was. Uh, but Your old house? Yeah, the old house. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I'm in my parents' room. They're not somewhere. And I'm, like, I'm trying to reach. Like, I think I got a Cookie ladder. jar on the top shelf. <laughs> yeah. Cookie jar on the top shelf. Exactly. That's how it felt. 
I was literally, I, I was like, maybe I could reach up there or something. And I think I... What were you trying to do when you were reaching up there? I think I was probably trying to hang from it. Oh my gosh. So now, of course, since I don't think it could support my weight, because <laughs> I, I was still a half-decently big person back then, somehow, <laughs> at like five... <laughs> But, um, so I think I literally broke off one of the fan pieces, like it snapped in half, <clears throat> literally just snapped, and then <laughs> then it gets off centered, so then it literally starts hanging in the direction <laughs> that the piece got broken, and then it decides to just completely crash down, bruh, come on. Yeah, so I'm like, oh shoot, I gotta clean this up somehow. So then, literally, I I managed to drag it out to the garage. Oh my gosh! And then I remember this very clearly. I for some reason had gasoline on my hands. What? For Why? some reason, I remember that clear as day. I had gasoline on my hands. <clears throat> Do you know why? No, I don't know why. Maybe it was like <laughs> this would be stupid by if maybe if I like just put the gasoline on the thing to burn it. <laughs> just burn the glass and the wood. Oh no. But anyways, since so basically I'm... you tried to go burnt. Maybe. I, I forget. But my parent my my dad comes home. He I I like hid the thing behind a bunch of boxes. So no one would really notice. But then my dad's like, why do I smell gasoline? And I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm just a stupid kid. How would I know? <laughs> I just tried to deceive him as much as I could. But of course, that didn't work. So eventually, he like moves a bunch of stuff around. I'm like panicking. Like, oh, no, shoot. He's going to find out. He eventually <laughs> finds the he, fan. How did he not notice um, the broken piece off the fan? Because I, that I tossed, like, I probably threw it in the... You know, like, how do you not see that, like, part of the fan was broken? What What do you mean? Like, you said you broke a ceiling fan, right? Yeah, I broke it off. It fell down. And the piece that broke off originally, I tossed it. Yeah, I... but, like, if you look up at the ceiling fan, you'd see a piece missing. Like, how'd they not notice? Well, they walked... Well, my dad, he didn't go into his bedroom originally. He smelled gasoline. <laughs> so he, he didn't notice until he found out that there was a ceiling fan in the garage. Hmm. <clears throat> so <laughs> that was stupid. I get in a lot of trouble, of course, because, you know, <laughs> the thing probably cost like $1,000 because it was like an actually good ceiling fan. Bro. <laughs> no, like two hundred dollar one, bro. Okay, um, we are gonna get in <clears throat> depth about how I broke my arm. Um, I remember one day, second grade, second or third grade. Uh, it was like or like around May, like great summertime. I was swinging on the swing with my neighbors and stuff, and like an idiot I was back then, a little stupid kid. Um, I so everyone was jumping off the swing. At the highest they could, right? Yeah. 
So I'm like, I'm gonna impress all y'all. So basically, I get basically to the tippity top of the swing. <laughs> Just pumping my legs over and over. Get to the tippity top. I jump. I pretty much do a flip in the air and land all my body weight on my arm onto the ground. Dang. And then I hear a crack. Holy. Which was very gross, obviously. <laughs> did, it, did it hurt at first? Um, Not really. That took a few seconds. But after I fell and heard the crack, I look at my arm for a second, and I see, like, bone poking through the skin. Oh, that's not good. And I'm like, I'm like, whoa! And then a second later, just a big jolt of sharp pain. Oh. Obviously, a second grader, I'd start crying, right? I'd start <laughs> crying. Run to my dad, and I'm like, I'm like, Dad, look at this. And he's <laughs> like, oh, my, we need to get you to the ER. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go to the doctor. Please, please, please. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> petrified of the doctor back then. Yeah. And I'm like, please, please don't take me. <laughs> and he's like, I have to take you. And I'm like, please, no, it'll heal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would not heal. And I'm like, and he's like, nope, we need to take you. So basically, I'm crying the whole car ride. One, it's a mix of pain and also a mix of, like, basically dread because I don't want to go to the doctor. <laughs> yeah. Get, I get there. I'm basically just bawling my eyes out. And then I, like, sit, like you know, obviously the ER get taken in right away. They let me down on the bed. They give me painkillers. And how, then, how would they? How did they inject it? Or like, how did they? They put... didn't inject it. It was like mouth. Oh, ugh. It was like you know that like cough medicine. That's what it tasted like. It was like pink oh. goop. Ew, disgusting. And um, the pain medication it did really nothing at all. Like I literally, <laughs> like I was just so confused. I'm like, didn't you give me pain medication? I'm still in pain. Like yeah. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> go in. And then they have to reset my arm, right? Ooh. So I, they told me they had, quote unquote, put me to sleep, aka anesthesia. Yeah. And I was petrified. So I'm like, <laughs> am I gonna wake up? <laughs> <laughs> Hyperventilating, and I'm like, please don't put me to sleep. And they're like, okay, you won't feel anything. It's basically, you know, those numbing needles you were talking about earlier, those two inch yeah. ones. Yeah. They stuck it right in my arm. Just. Oh, right where it was. So basically, you know that like webbing on your fingers. Yeah. So like right above that, like in between my two fingers, they mm-hmm. stuck this two-inch freaking long needle, and I'm like, so right before they put it in, I'm like, is this gonna hurt? And they're like, not really. It'll feel like a bee sting. And <laughs> they put it in. I'm like, no, nah, this is way worse than a bee sting. You people are crazy. <laughs> you people are lying to me. And I'm like, so yeah, they put the numbing in, right? Yeah. And mind you, it was my other arm, right? So I could stick an IV in there. So they did that numbing, right? So I could stick the IV in there. Yeah. My hand is all like numb. I can't even move it. And then like, <clears throat> they stick this really like long IV needle into my arm. Like I just yeah. see it pierce through and I don't feel anything. I'm like, huh? Just so confused. Like my nine-year-old brain was baffled. How a big needle went in my arm, and then I didn't even feel anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, then, like, 30 seconds later, I'm like, what's going on? 
<laughs> I don't feel anything. Another one second goes by, and I'm just passed out. Right? Oh. I don't remember anything, but I remember waking up at about like 11, 12 p.m. in the doctor's office. Oh. And I splint on my arm. Everything's all reset. And then they show me the x-ray of oh. my arm, which... So, this one is lucky. So, they had to, like... So, there's, like, two scars on my arm from, like, pins from a surgery. I'll get in-depth to that in a minute. But they um basically took an x-ray of my arm. I see it. It's basically both of the arm bones are cracked. Right? <laughs> and then they're crossed. Yeah. So, basically, they had to, like, reset my arm. Like, they told me they kept taking x-rays. Then they reset it back. Right? Yeah. And once it was reset, they put a splint on it so it wouldn't move. Mm. I go home, like, right? But first, yeah. I'm like, I'm starving, bro. I need food. Basically, go to <laughs> McDonald's, get a Happy Meal. Everything's Gucci. Um, And then the next day, I'm or two days, I'm scheduled to have a surgery. Oh. Which I felt like the end of the world. <laughs> Why? I was so... So scared. Like, it wasn't even funny. <clears throat> so then, I still have my splint on. I'm just laying on the couch, pretty much almost passed out. The arm ache. And then, um, like, I'm trying to recall more of the story. Sorry. And basically, I hear about the surgery. I'm petrified. But then the morning before, right? Basically, before a surgery, you can't eat anything. Yeah. For some reason, you can't eat. Oh. So basically, I had to go a whole day without eating, which was more torture than dreading the surgery itself. <laughs> yeah. Not eating for a day is torture. Please never try it. It makes you angry. It makes you your stomach in pain, right? Yeah. But then I get checked in for surgery. And they want me to strip down. And to and go in this like little surgery gown, and I'm like, nah, I ain't doing that. <laughs> so I'm like, so the doctor's like, come on, just do it. You need to do it for surgery. And I just keep refusing. And I'm like, no, make me. Man, man's literally had to strip. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you have to do for surgery. You have to get down in a freaking gown for surgery for some reason. They didn't watch you, did they? No, obviously not. No, it's a freaking hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, they have these like little changing sur- like surgery prep rooms, Ugh. and like, so I had to strip down. And I'm like, I just kept refusing. My parents were like, do it now, and I'm like, no. Dang. So did they literally just force it upon you? <laughs> no, I just kept refusing until they said, fine, no, whatever, I don't even care. Dang, even the doctors just were like, nah, I'm not no, doing. Just sterilized my clothes. Mm. Okay. Because when they don't want like all the bacteria from your clothes, oh, like for the surgery apparently, something like that. They don't want all those fibers and stuff. So they basically like did a really deep cleanse on it, and they're just like whatever. And then they do the surgery, and I, I, I'm, I'm on the operating. So like in the surgery prep room, they have this mini TV, and I'm like watching SpongeBob or something like that, like SpongeBob. <laughs> Yeah. Giving up the SpongeBob, and then I see my good old friend, the big two-inch numbing needle, come towards my bed, and I'm like, oh. "Are you serious right now?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I thought I already did this again. I'm not doing this again." 
basically coming with a big, big, big numbing needle, and I'm petrified again. But I'm like, no, it wasn't that bad. But this one, this one was a little bit longer. Oh. Maybe about three inches. They stuck it in the other arm. In they stuck it in the other arm. Right? They they did two this time. Dang. Like, first of all, they had to get my cast off, so they had to numb my broken arm, cut the cast off, right? Ooh. And then numb the right one just to put an IV in. So they put the IV in, cast is off, and then they they inject me with anesthesia, and then I'm out, wake up, just just like felt like just before. You know that feeling when you go to sleep? It felt like you just instantly just skipped the night. Yeah. What it felt like for, like, the surgery thing. Wake up in the surgery room, and they're like, all right, your arm's fixed. You're going to go see the orthopedics doctor tomorrow. And I'm like, great, more fun. <laughs> <laughs> more and then, so, basically, I'm just recovering from the surgery, right? I go, okay, mind you, I'm nine years old. Yeah. And I'm starving because I couldn't eat all day. Right after the surgery, I go to Subway, I eat two full footlongs. <laughs> Dang. He was, was so hungry. <sighs> I just couldn't fathom how hungry I was. But <laughs> so yeah, basically ate two foot long subs like a madman. <laughs> yeah. And went home and I basically got a cheat code for school. Oh, you because did. It, but, but mind you, it wasn't my writing arm. I basically just lied to the teachers and said, "Yeah, this is my writing arm." Dang. But it wasn't. <laughs> so then I basically had a free text to speech wherever I go. Dang. Basically, get the para pro right. Yeah. Her name was Mrs. Fields, nicest lady I've ever met. Elementary school. Um. So basically, he has. A pen by me, so whenever I had to do assignments, I mind you, I hated writing, but basically, I got a free text to speech wherever I go, and <laughs> I literally just say what I want, and it gets written down on my assignment. Dang, like it was heaven, Man. it was so easy. Okay, I didn't have to write anything here. down, it was so easy. Lucky, right? lucky you, and then for some reason. Basically, a stupid little freaking nine-year-old, right? Yeah. We make this thing called the Scar Club and the Hurt Club or whatever, only for cool kids who got hurt, right? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, all the friends who've broken bones got scarred. And I was in this weird little Scar Hurt Club. And everybody's yeah. like, wow, they're so cool. And I'm there with my freaking crippled arm, and I'm like, oh, what's this cool? <laughs> Get the whole class signing names, bro. It was it was, it was cool. I felt so popular. Dang. That's probably the only good thing about it. But you know, that was my story. How I broke my arm and was petrified for surgery with the big little bee stinging, stupid numbing needle. Um. Yeah. All right. Dang. Um, and we are gonna wrap that up here. And don't forget to listen to the Fender Bender podcast. And thank you guys for listening. Have a great day. Hello, thank you for making it this far in the podcast. I'd just like to say thank you for listening. 
And please check us out on Apple Music and Spotify.